never miss the water till your well runs dry. And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Wednesday, November the 16th, 2022. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, hey, Joel, I'm doing well. I'm coming at you as usual. For, actually, not as usual. I'm coming at you today from Manhattan, New York. Um, and uh, my hot take tonight has to do with the Brooklyn Nets. Um, and we don't talk a lot about the NBA on this podcast because nobody really cares. But the Brooklyn Nets are just a sinking pile of flaming shit. And it's my hot take is, is that it's time for them to completely strip it down and stop pretending that they were ever anything different than just a real estate scam uh, right. in Brooklyn. Because, you know, we never even talked about the most recent Kyrie Irving, you know, anti-Semitic scandal because, like, we just don't have the bandwidth for fucking Kyrie Irving anymore. But now there's, like, a Ben Simmons controversy and they had to have, you know, like, people are really pissed off at Ben Simmons for not for being injured, I guess. I don't know what the deal is. Um, and and it's just, it's so poorly run. They've gone through like six managers in the past year and a half. Um, or coaches, I guess they're right, called whatever in basketball. They're called. Whatever they're called in basketball. And they should just, you know, go back to, you know, doing what it was that they were designed to do, which is like gentrified Brooklyn. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So is Kyrie like suspended until further notice? That's the last I read about that. As far as I know, yeah. yeah. That, I don't understand how they haven't just dropped that guy outright, honestly. And I don't understand why people are mad at Ben Simmons for not playing when Kyrie Irving is not playing because he's a fucking idiot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we went through a lot of that. And an anti-Semite. <laughs> and an anti-Semite. And anti- In Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. <laughs> That's the whole thing I don't get about it. Like we when 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 Kylie was doing the anti-vax thing, we were at least well. He's standing on some kind of principle, unlike like Aaron Rodgers, who no. like weirdly. I don't believe that. he was. You don't think he was? No. What do you think he was doing? Being an idiot. Okay, being an idiot. Yeah. So, but now, like, like okay. Brooklyn's not majority Jewish, but it's at least like plurality. It's Jewish. like the most Jewish place in America. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> He's coming out here, say, you know, linking to these anti-Semitic videos, right? Refusing to back back down about it, right? And even when he was forced to apologize, forced to, it was like a non-apology, right? Oh well, I didn't produce the movie, you know, like, well. You would have if you had thought of it first, you fucking idiot. <laughs> okay, a little bit of pushback. Okay, here, here's my only counterpoint. Not even pushback. Okay. Yeah, fuck Kyrie Irving. But, like, we're, we're in self-deceit here if we're not thinking that the greatest sources of anti-Semitism aren't, like, literal Nazis in America right now. Right. Right, like, but that's not. It's like, oh, just because there are literal Nazis, it's not okay for this guy to be like promoting anti-Jewish propaganda over here. Right, because like it's like, oh, Kyrie's probably not a Nazi. He's probably just a really stupid human being who's uh-huh. like being misled because he's easily misled by like anything. Like, you put anything in front of him, you're like, oh yeah, that's what I'm all about now. Like. He was because he's dumb. Because he's a dumb person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That doesn't make it any less horrible. That doesn't make it any less like you probably shouldn't be playing basketball in Brooklyn. Uh, What do you think Kevin Durant's thinking about right now? I don't know. 
I don't know why people are like not done with this guy already. That's what I don't understand. Like he missed all last season because of he's an anti-vaxxer. Now he's going to like, miss, he's already missed a significant chunk of this season because he's an anti-Semite. Like at some point, these people have to be, you know, his teammates have to be like, we're done with this guy, you know? Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Well, or the organization. I mean, I know the organizations sunk a lot of money into him, but at some point, you got to just be like, enough is enough. Like this guy's a horrible press machine. That's all he does for this team. Like, he doesn't play basketball anymore. He just like makes negative headlines. Right. <clears throat> yeah, we'll see. And they fired their coach. Do they have a new coach yet? Yeah. You know who it is? Uh, it was their bench coach. Okay. And, you know, the funny thing about that is they fired their coach and immediately were about to hire the old Celtics coach who's on suspension right. this season for uh, inappropriate sexual relationship. And it was like, I mean, you know, I don't It's I just don't think that anyone's running the nets. You know, I think that they're like making their money building high rise residential buildings and like shopping plazas around the Barclays Center in Brooklyn yeah. and like somebody's nephew is running the Brooklyn Nets, you know? He doesn't know. Like, what <clears throat> whatever today's equivalent of Texas Rangers owning George Bush is running the Nets right now, you know? Is Sean Statio still out front? Yep. Cool. All right. That's good to know. All right. Um, also joining us, not as per usual, new special guest for the evening, Luke. Luke, how's it going? Hey guys, I'm good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. What's your hot take? Uh, so college football rankings came out as per usual last night. Um, it was a little delayed because college basketball was going on and the game went into double overtime. They kept saying it's coming up after the game. So that, that was a little obnoxious. Uh, with It was a little overhyped, which it usually is. Um, and... Michigan and Ohio State, just like last week, were ranked second and third, um, rightfully so. But looking at the grand teams and breaking down the schedules a little bit more, I kind of think that the Big Ten is very overrated. Like Ooh, okay. Michigan, and, Michigan and Ohio State are very, very good football teams, and they do deserve their ranking to an extent. But there's a lot of people saying, yeah, well – what they're going to play each other in a couple weeks. And um, does a one loss Michigan or one loss Ohio state get in. I don't think either of them should get in. You lose, you're out because their, their schedule breaking it down really is not, especially Michigan's. It's not that overwhelming to say that this one loss team should stay in the playoff. They, they probably will because it's more money for those conferences and those teams. So that won't change, but that's my hot take is the big Ten's a little overrated. They don't deserve two teams in a college football playoff looking at the rest of the conference. Yeah. I agree with you on that. I actually, I think the, the loser of that game needs a lot of help to get into the final four playoffs. Mm -hmm. Right. Because they're automatically locked out of the Big Ten championship game. Yep. So they would need either. So let's say Ohio State wins that game. Michigan definitely, in my opinion, would need Ohio State to lose the Big Ten championship for there to be some kind of controversy or to loss LSU to win the SEC or something weird like that to happen. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of chaos that will need to be need to happen. There always is. I I don't I don't follow. I, Luke, you just met me. I don't follow college football at all, but um, I caught follow college football just a little bit through Joel, and it just seems to me that if you lose to Georgia, then that should count against you less than losing to some other team. Um, because I watched it was the part of the Tennessee Georgia game, and Tennessee was number one in the country at that point, and they got steamrolled by Georgia. 
Yep. And then they, I don't, they're not even in the rankings anymore. It seems, and it seems like Georgia's way better than, than you know than anyone else. So it seems like a lock to Georgia should count less against you than you know losing to say Washington State. No offense, Joel. Washington. <laughs> oh, Washington. Washington. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, yeah, Georgia's been the top team, but I think Tennessee, I don't know what they're ranked right now. Eight, they've still got to be top 10. They are, I think, I think they're right at five. They're the next team in. At five. At they're five. The, yeah. So they, so. in theory, would jump ahead of the loser of Michigan, Ohio State. Yes. If yeah. if they as long as they win out, but they are blocked from their conference championship game by Georgia. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. have you watched TCU? Because I have not watched any TCU games this year. Uh, I've tuned in to them as much as I can. They are very good. <laughs> they're, they're, their defense seems to be getting better every week. Is what I'm noticing. Like the the win. At Texas was an impressive win. That's when I first realized, okay, they're they're finding ways to win, you know, because you need to have a good offense in college football. That's that's number one. Like, if you don't have a good offense, you're not going anywhere. But then to get to the championship level, to get to the playoffs, and then to win in the playoffs to try to win a national championship, you got to have a Georgia type defense, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what's getting a lot of these teams are where they're at. And then there's a little bit of a drop off, Uh, but TCU's defense is improving. So. Yeah. Yeah, It does seem like it's Georgia and then everybody else at the moment. Uh, Luke, you're in Chicago, right? Yep. I'm here in Champaign and everybody here was really fucking excited about the Illinois Illini until they kind of, shat the bed with back-to-back home losses to Purdue and Michigan State. <laughs> like, they were, like, going to win the Big Ten West, and now it's a it's a clusterfuck in the divisions in the Big Ten West, which I think gets back to your point where the Big Ten, you've got Ohio State, Michigan, and then what? Like, yep. Penn State's probably your third-best team, and they're not great. Yeah, Penn State, again, they got blown out by Michigan. They lost to Ohio State and the rest of their schedule. They beat Auburn. Auburn's terrible. Auburn's (laughs) Auburn's horrible. Um, There's nothing else on Penn State's resume, yet they're, like, right on the cusp of being in the top ten in the rankings. You know, like, they're they're doing enough to get by in what is an overrated conference. You know, like – they're they're winning the games against these teams that people think are good, but they're actually really bad. So, like the ACC bad. Yeah, I agree. Hundred yep. percent agree. Who do you think who you have favored in Ohio State, Michigan? Um, Ohio State. Yeah. At at Ohio State, as my guess would be six and a half to seven point favorite at home. Right. Yeah. So. We'll see. It's going to be a closer game than I think people think. I I could see that. Michigan shown some, yeah, that Penn State game was big. Also, something stupid is going to happen, like Michigan's going to lose at Maryland or something. Are they home again? (laughs) (laughs) They got to play. So they play the Illini this weekend at at Ann Arbor. Right. Um, They should throttle them. And then the following weekend's the game against Ohio State. So I guess it's Ohio State at Maryland next weekend. That's what it is. Yeah, Ohio State and Maryland, and then the Michigan Ohio State game is next weekend, which it'll be interesting. Yeah, it'll be very You're interesting. Chicago, right? What's that? You broadcast from Chicago, right? Yep. Okay. All right. Well, we have time. I got some Chicago Bears questions for you. Okay. Um, hey, everyone, my name is Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My hot take is about Anthony Rizzo re-signing with the New York Yankees. That was recently announced. Um, 
also signed a two-year, $34 million contract with the Yankees with a $17 million club option for uh, 2025. And my hot take is that these two deserve each other. Only the Yankees would think that Rizzo is worth that much money, and only Rizzo would think that his best future for the next three years is in the Bronx. Match made in hell. They deserve each other. I agree. Yeah. I, you know, I don't want him anywhere else. Right. He's flat. Well, yeah. he, he hit 224. He did have a bunch of home runs, like 32 home runs, but he hit 224, 338, 480 this year. He's not getting better. He's not going to be better in the future. And I just think, like, I was reading that the Astros were looking to pick up Rizzo, and I was like, why the fuck would the Astros want to pick up old Rizzo hitting 228? Right. You know, I you know, I don't like Anthony Rizzo and I hate the Yankees, but if I'm an aging left-handed hitter, like power hitter, I only want to play in the Bronx. Oh, with the short boy? <laughs> yeah, cuz like you can whatever, you could be, you know, he hit what 30 home runs this year? 32, I think I just 32. He probably hits 15 anywhere else if he plays in the home games anywhere else. You know what I mean? Like it's just ridiculous that baseball stadium especially to right field did the fans ever turn on him they must have at some point right i think johnny damon hit 30 home runs in that ballpark (laughs) one year like give me a break (laughs) uh i don't know yeah they turn on everybody they turn on everybody eventually because they're not real fans exactly like i I just think he hasn't experienced that yet he hasn't experienced like Oh, wait, fans in the Bronx suck ass. What am I doing here? This is not worth $17 million. And I guess that's going to be my schadenfreude moment. That's going to be the moment when he, like, extends his Hitler streak to 15, 16, 17 games next season. And they're booing the shit out of him. And he's just miserable. That's when I'm like, how much is that... $17 $17 million worth, Anthony Rizzo. How much? <laughs> I don't know. I'd get booed for $17 million. <laughs> I mean, then they'll they'll just flip them at the trading deadline like they did with Joey Gallo. They'll say, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll get you somewhere else and we'll get you rejuvenated and try to have you play for a contract somewhere. Right. That's a good point. And it, they'll probably send him to Texas, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or the Miami... Yeah. For the Marlins. I don't know. I was really worried that he was going to, the White Sox were going to make a run at him. And I'm like, no, don't do Why, that. Why, just to piss off the Cubs? Maybe. <clears throat> what the fuck? <laughs> like, they were being, like, it was, I think it was on The Athletic. Was, that was, like, possible landing spots by Anthony Rizzo and the White Sox were, like, number five. I'm mm. like, that's ridiculous. Don't do that. <laughs> you idiots. Um, hey, I want to give a shout out to everyone who's been listening to the show. Thanks very much. Uh, Columbus, Ohio, Des Moines, Iowa, Champaign, Illinois, Bend, Oregon, Frankfurt on Maine, Germany, Chicago, Illinois, San Jose, California, Portland, Oregon, Newport, Rhode Island. Please continue to do so. Make sure you check us out on all your social media applications. Um, it's been a couple of weeks since we podcasted, so I feel that we have some obligation to talk about the World Series, because the last time we actually podcasted, the Phillies were winning the World Series, and that ended up not happening. So in a sign that the Dump on the Up podcast is, again, we are at the edge of sports news and commentary. We're here to announce on uh, November the 16th that the Astros did end up winning the World Series over the Phillies four games to two, which, Sam, we both said Astros in six. Astros in six. We both said Astros in six. Uh, rookie shortstop Jerry, Jeremy Pena was named World Series MVP. Manager Dusty Baker finally won his first World Series as a manager at the ripe old age of 73. 
So my question for both of you is, as of now, after the Astros have finally won uh, the second World Series, which member of the Houston Astros do you hate the most and why? Um, well, it's still Yuri Gurriel, because I hate that dude. He's the worst. Um, and I really was excited, actually, when I saw the headline that the Astros were going after Anthony Rizzo, because that meant Yuri Gurriel would be riding the bench. So That makes um, sense. What's that? That makes no sense. I mean, I agree with you. I hate Gurriel also. That they would bench Gurriel for Rizzo? Yeah. Well, you know, Gurriel probably could only manage about 22, 23 home runs in Yankee Stadium. So, gotcha. Gotcha. <clears throat> Luke, what do you think? Oh. Go with uh, Justin Verlander because, well, he fucking stole a Cy Young from our guy Dylan Cease, plain mm -hmm. and simple. So, um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's reason enough there. The dude comes off a of Tommy John surgery at 97 years old, just get, go, goes back onto the mound, starts shoving. Then he's injured towards the end of the season and the white Sox are doing white Sox shit. Right. And all of a sudden now he's there to win the Cy Young. And it's like, what the fuck? You yeah. shouldn't even bet. You shouldn't even be in the league anymore. Pitching at that age. What are you doing? What's what's Kate Upton doing for you now? Like Jesus, <laughs> right? He is. I was just so Verlander just won the Cy Young. Seats came in second. What's his name? Alec Manoa from the Blue Jays came in third. And Verlander, this is his third Cy Young. He didn't pitch at all last season. Coming off of Tommy John, he's got to be on you know some kind of not HGH, but. Some kind of uh, super, super legal drug that he's on. Um, but Dylan C. Oh, he swept it. They both did. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Alcantara for the Marlins. Did he sweep it? Yeah. All? Yep. Yeah. They both swept it. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, his thing is sleeping. He sleeps like 14 hours a day. That's his whole thing. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. I should try that. <laughs> <clears throat> what kind um, of how many jobs are there other than MLB pitcher where you're able to sleep 14 hours a day? I don't know, like dog or cat. <laughs> he just curled up in the sunshine on his sofa. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> Justin Verlander. <laughs> uh, the other Astro that I really hate still is Bregman. But I think Guriel. I don't know. Guriel just pisses me off with this. Yeah, well, for, you know, was that whole racist eye thing he did at U Darvish during the World Series that one year right. or the Championship Series last year, two years ago? No, yeah, it was a while. It was the year they won the World Series. It, yeah, oh. it was the World Series against the Dodgers. <clears throat> yeah. 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 Um, do you feel good at all for Dusty Baker? Nah. Why not? I don't know. What do I care about Dusty Baker? I don't even know that guy. <laughs> Luke? <laughs> Uh, I thought he would have retired. You win your World Series at 73 years old and you're coming back for another year. I, I, I was shocked that he did not just hand, hand it off and give the keys to Joe Espada at this point. He wants to come back, but for what reason? Maybe to show off that he could have surgeon gloves on again to win another World Series? Like, I don't know. I don't get it. Like, yeah, he, he finally won a World Series, and he didn't overmanage, and he did enough to win it all with a loaded roster. Right. But why? Why are you still coming back? If you're getting to that age and you win a ring, don't you want to go out on top? Like Right, right off into the sunset. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, I totally agree with that. And also, I agree with the creepy surgical gloves. He's always like, I mean, I get it. He's, he's like doing COVID precaution stuff, I think. But it does give him a little bit of like a serial killer aspect to him. Yeah, maybe he just kept him on like a superstition at some point then after that. I don't know, but it's weird. <laughs> it's <laughs> Like he's got the same pair of gloves, like surgical gloves for every game that he hasn't washed in two seasons or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be nasty. Uh, talk for a second about the young Astros. Obviously, Alvarez had that like, whatever, 500-foot home run in game six that put them ahead. Pena is MVP, making them forget about Carlos Correa. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, little Correa. Yeah. Um, And then the other guy is Kyle Tucker, who had a – I think he kind of sucked in the World Series. I don't remember him doing much of anything, but he had a really good postseason also. He had two home runs in game one. Okay. And then it just kind of got overshadowed because the Phillies came back and won that game. Mm -hmm. I don't think he did much else. But then, you know, two home runs in one World Series game is pretty good. Right. Yeah. So the Astros will be around for a while. Uh, What about the Phillies? Do you think the Phillies are going to be back? Uh, I do. Um, And it's because they have – you know, Dave Dombrowski's in charge of their operation, and that guy will do whatever it takes to win. Mm-hmm. So I would look for them to be adding this winter. Um, I know that they're supposedly going after Xander Bogart really hard. So, so we'll see. Yeah. But, uh, you know, as long as he's in charge, he's going to be wheeling and dealing and selling the farm and spending the owner's money. That's what he did. That's what, that's what they hire him to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what this world series kind of reminded me of was, um, do you remember the 2015 NBA championship, the first Cleveland versus golden state final and did the same thing with like Cleveland was a scrappy underdog and they like, hold ahead for a 2-1 series lead and like everyone is like oh Cleveland could pull it off with like and this is like Bryce Harper is probably the LeBron James of the scenario right oh it's LeBron James and a bunch of like scrappy dudes with beards maybe they can pull it off and then it's like oh actually all the good players are on the other team and they (laughs) win three games in a row (laughs) That was my analogy that I was thinking of. Um, so, yeah, it was a good World Series, though. We had the no-hitter, lots of good stuff. Yeah, uh, I think that, you know, I think that Phillies are pretty stacked. Um, you know, I don't... They got, they got a lot of... They got a lot of offense, anyway. <clears throat> I don't know much about their pitching staff. Although I thought Zach Wheeler looked really good. Um But yeah, and uh, what's his name? Noah. Yeah, and they had Cindergard. I don't know. Um, I want to move on real quick. Luke, you already talked about college football, so we won't go talk about the top 25. But last Saturday, Luke was graceful enough to invite me to his uh. Twitter space to comment on the Oregon-Washington game. Uh, And Luke, I feel like I jinxed us. I definitely jinxed us. The Oregon Ducks ended up losing that game at home to Washington, 37-34. to Shout out to Thomas uh, and a victory for his Washington Huskies. So Um, That's why you didn't invite him on this week. I see. You're talking shit about that. Uh, And I look so Oregon, that's their second loss of the season, knocking them out of any realistic playoff contention. Um, and they do this every year. Like I was looking it up, like every November, 
Oregon, uh, like a top 10 Oregon team loses to a, gets upset in November. Yeah, the the most shocking part about it was they were 13 and a half point favorites at home and they hadn't lost at home in I think 23 games. Um, they were they were the better team. They just weren't the better team that night and they made some critical mistakes at certain points of the game that that cost them. Like they tried to do a surprise onside kick. Big risk. You lost a surprise onside kick. Um you had Bo Nix on the sideline ready to come back in the game uh, instead of calling a timeout and deciding to bring him back in. They decided to run the play, and then was it Thompson mm-hmm. or was it the running back that rolled out and just slipped and fell on fourth and one? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I think it was the running back, but I know the play you're talking about. Yeah, crucial crucial points of the game, you know, and you can't, you can't play – defense with a passing defense like that against a Washington team that's that good on offense like right. so and there it, was a first half where they fumbled the ball on the goal like they played some kind of dumb fucking I don't know if it was going to be a trick play or what yeah but they they weren't on the same count and they the they uh the ball went loose and Washington fell on it on on goal to go and, you know, those are those little things where you're like, oh, this is going to be bad. Yeah, it, a game that should have never been at that point. Um, it's it, it's crazy because one of their starting corners for Oregon is projected to be, I think, a first-round pick. And I'm wondering, with their passing defense, how in the world a team is going to take a chance on a dude that's a starting corner for one of the worst passing defenses I've seen in the country. Do you think that's a coaching issue? Um, the the defensive scheme you're saying, yeah. or yeah. I don't think it's a coaching issue. I think they just don't have their guys in place in year one that they want for their system. So they're kind of what they have there already from previous years is what they're working with. So they don't have the guys like they got a loaded recruiting class coming in and they got the guys that they were able to keep that are sitting out and red shirt and whatever. It's going to be another year or two, but you could potentially see that Georgia defense, that type of defense at Oregon in the next couple of years, if things pan out as planned. Yeah. You know, yeah. Best laid plans of mice and men, but that would be fucking awesome. I would love it. That would be great. Now, technically, they're still in the driver's seat to get to the Pac-12 championship since mm-hmm. their other losses to Georgia out of conference. But they got Utah next week. Utah, who whooped all ass twice last year. And then a pretty good Oregon State game. Yeah. Uh, so, like, it's not guaranteed that they can win out here. Uh, the Utah game... Fortunately, is also at home. I do not see Oregon losing back-to-back games at home. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's going to be a challenge because Utah's loaded. The problem and the wild card here is people are wondering if Bo Nix is actually going to play. Is he healthy? Is or is he hurt? You know, there is something. Uh, one of their starting wide receivers today kind of said a lot more than he should have in their press conference, and he didn't say the exact words, but he sure as hell made it sound like Bo Nix isn't going to play on Saturday. He kind of, he was kind of like, well, yeah, Bo's out next man up. And I'm, I'm not using the direct quote, but it was something like along those lines. And everybody was like, uh, did he just say what he, did he just say that Bo Nix is out this weekend? And like, <laughs> that's not official. Yet. Yeah. I mean, so who knows? Maybe he's not taking reps in practice right now, and he's sitting out through the week, and he'll be ready to go on Saturday. But it did not sound very optimistic when uh, I think it was Chris. God, what was his name? Chris Hudson. Uh-huh. Uh Man, yeah, it was. <laughs> it was a. It was really. I'm going to try to pull up the exact quote now because now yeah. it's bothering me. Yeah, yeah. Look that up. Uh, the other thing I'm looking ahead 
okay, let's say Oregon wins out. Who do you want to see? I mean, are you going to look at a USC, a one-loss USC team in the Pac-12 <laughs> championship? Or you see UCLA again, who we already beat? Who would I rather see if, if Oregon made it to the Pac-12 championship? Yeah. Is that what you um, – yeah. It's tough to beat a team twice in a season in college football. Um, I think – Lincoln Riley in big games has a hard time winning the big games outside of when he was in the big 12. Uh, so I would like to see what Dan Lanning has drawn up for Lincoln Riley. I don't want to go through the chip Kelly bullshit again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I agree with you. So I, 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 I actually think because USC and UCLA play this weekend, I would not be surprised if UCLA beats USC this weekend. I think they will. I think they will. And that'll make things really interesting because then if Oregon wins out and then they would face UCLA in the Pac-12 championship game. Yeah. So. I would crack at it. That'd be interesting. I do like Chip Kelly still. I don't resent him at all. Um, yeah, look up, look up who that is. But, yep, as sure as the sun will set, ranked Oregon is going to lose a game they should not lose in the month of November, man, every year. And it's it's a it's a different team every year, it feels like. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I looked it up. It was like every year from 07 to 2014, they either got upset in November or they went to the national championship game. Like the two years they did not drop a game in November was their two national championship losses. Uh, it's crazy to think about. Did you find out who said that quote? So it was Chris Hudson, the starting uh, wide receiver. Um, he His quote was, obviously Bo is down, so it's the next man up. <laughs> that was his exact quote. Um, I don't know if he was referring to what happened in the game on uh, Saturday or if he's talking about this coming week. It seems like I got there's got to be some more digging on this if he was just talking about the game plan from last week. Uh but people are seeming to read it as the idea of uh, that he might not play this weekend. So, but there's other injury issues. They lost two offensive linemen in that game, also two starting right. linemen. That, that's not going to help. It's not going to help at all. So, strength of that team also is that offensive line. Yeah, the the good news is they match up well against Utah. I think mm-hmm. as far as. Oregon's offense against Utah's run defense, which has not been as good as people thought it would be this year. So we'll see. I think they might be able to get by with that game. Uh, Dan Lanning, after a coming off of a loss as a head coach in his career, has never lost a game. So there's a fun stat for it. It is, it is his one loss. He's yeah. one. What you mean? Yeah. Like Eastern Washington. Yeah, he, well, he after after the last time he lost a game in his head coaching career, he had never lost a game again until uh, yeah. this Washington loss. So maybe he'll go on another ten game winning streak or something. Great. So, uh, how do you feel about the possibility of an Oregon Michigan Rose Bowl? Whew, so <laughs> that's intriguing because I grew up a Michigan fan, so they're like they're they are they're my Big Ten team. I have to root for a Big Ten team. Uh, but, like, adult me is all in on Oregon. Uh-huh. I think whoever faces the Big Ten in the Rose Bowl is going to beat that Big Ten team. I'm going to I'm gonna go with the Ooh, Pac-12. That's a hot take. I like that. I, I, think, like- I think the Pac-12 team will win the Rose Bowl game because let's say it's Michigan or let's say it's Ohio State. They don't want to be at the Rose Bowl. Like, all the- they've got a letdown. Yeah, it's a letdown game. They wanted to be in the playoff. They're going to have all their players opting out for the draft. I think whoever's in that Pac-12 game or the, the Rose Bowl for the Pac-12 will win the Rose Bowl. That'd be cool. I'm so. a big Pac-12 guy. I love it. Okay, I got one more topic for you guys. Sam, you awake? Sam Sam doesn't care about college football. Oh, my God. That was so boring. Are we moving <laughs> on now? <clears throat> Literally no one is listening to this podcast anymore. This episode is dead because of what you guys just did for the past half hour. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fuck you, Sam. Are we back? What's going on? <laughs> All right. 
Rookie of the Year, Manager of the Year. Cy Young. We already talked about Cy Young. Now that the baseball season is over, it's time to hand out end-of-season individual awards. Buck Showalter and Tito Francona were the respective NL and AL Managers of the Year, reminding us all that these are regular season awards. And the two Rookie of the Year awards went to Julio Rodriguez. Again, shout-out to Thomas, who's not on the show tonight. And Michael <laughs> Harris II of the Atlanta Braves. I'm going to be honest. This is the first I've heard of Michael Harris II of the Atlanta Braves. Didn't he just sign a big contract? Yeah. Wasn't he one of those guys who signed a big con like like eleven year contract? Something insane. Yeah. Oh, one of those. Yeah, they locked him up for like not a ton of money. The Braves did. Yeah. Yep. So wow, they're gonna be good. So my question, but you guys can talk about whatever you want to. And we briefly talked about Cy Young. We haven't talked about we didn't really go into depth about that. If you want to, did anybody get snubbed? When we're talking manager of the year, rookie of the year, maybe Cy Young, except for Dylan. I don't really see. I mean, I don't. I'm not going to say anyone got snubbed, but I don't buy Buck Showalter as the. I think that Buck Showalter is like a, a favorite, and he got, in maybe a year where there wasn't a standout manager of the year in the National League, he just got it. Sure. Because, like, sure, the Mets were good this year, but they also had a stacked team. Um, and they really kind of fell off down the stretch. So uh, it seems that doesn't seem manager of the year worthy to me. Um, and they didn't win the division. Right. Also, I don't want to uh, <clears throat> say this is a snub either, but I think that it's important to point out that the runner-up in both the NL Cy Young Award and in the Rookie of the Year Award voting was this guy Snicker or whatever from the Braves. Um, so he might be a guy whose name I'm sure I just mispronounced. He might be a guy to watch moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could make this argument for um... – the Phillies manager for potentially being manager sure. of the year after, you know, having to take over mid year. Um, what the hell is his name? I can't even think of it right off the guy right who right. replaced Joe Girardi. The guy who replaced Joe Girardi. They, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they kind of, they didn't really come on until that last week or two of the season, like to really make that push to get into the playoffs. And then they made their World Series run. Obviously, the Manager of the Year awards decided before the playoffs and after the regular season. But even still, I mean, but Rob Thompson, I had to Google it. I was going to say Rob Schneider, and I knew that wasn't correct. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got to correct myself. The runner-up for the National League Cy Young Award is a different pitcher for the Braves. Okay. Oh, um, it was. Oh, okay. Max Freed. Right, and Snick yeah. the one who up for the rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. I got that mixed up in my head. Yeah, I like just writing in not Joe Girardi for and now. Yep. Maybe that's the that's the firing of the year. Yeah, that yep. is the firing of the year. Like, how the fuck does Joe Girardi get a job again? He didn't get a he didn't get hired in this uh managerial cycle that tells you something. Exactly. Like uh what do you put on your your resume? Got fired. My team then went to the World Series. Right. My team really turned it around immediately afterwards and went to the World Series. Yeah. <clears throat> um I really thought you guys were going to make him run in him for a manager. You didn't even interview him, right? They might have interviewed him, but I don't think that was any leading candidate at any point. Right. Um, but who knows? With the White Sox front office, it's all a mystery. You know? So yeah. but he, ne he never got any steam, you know, publicly that he was in the mix. So I yeah, I actually heard. I mean, again, you'd never know. Like this is really a, a MLB media problem where they're going to, you know, it's such a, a closed circuit of choices 
where they're just going to run up the same three or four names each time they mention it, right? Because the one I kept hearing was Joe Madden, and I was like, why the fuck would we want Joe Madden to be our manager? Uh, I heard that. that. Yeah. <laughs> that um, would have been a nightmare. Yeah. Um, but Greifel, okay. Do you have any hot takes on Pedro Greifel? Uh, I don't have any hot takes on him. I think that for a guy that people didn't really know a lot about, that was the right move. Instead of like, hey, we hired a big name or we hired a name that people are all upset about, like the Larusa. Yeah. angle where everybody was pissed off about LaRusso get the job and then you don't have anybody going well, I'll see you real quick um, I think we lost Luke real We're quick all crazy and ha- oh. oh we lost you for about five seconds there that sounds about right <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah no I don't have any hot take on him I, I think he's just right in the middle where it was like it was just a good hire. Like, and we'll find out what happens with this talented roster and what he's going to do, what he's, what he's got up his sleeve for it. So. Yeah, I agree. When I heard about it, I was definitely like, okay, sure. Sure. That sounds yeah. fine. <laughs> right. I think that maybe was the point after Larusa being such a polarizing figure is like, we're just going to go ahead and hire this guy that nobody's ever fucking heard of ever. And <laughs> You know, if it works out, we'll be geniuses. And if yeah. not, no one will remember him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. That's all I've got. What, uh, Sam, did we forget to talk about anything? Uh, no. Hey, Oscar Hernandez to the Mariners. Shout out to Thomas again. <laughs> Thomas is a big Seattle sports guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a pretty, you know, that's not a small move. Right. Yeah. The Mariners should be going for it still, which I like. They yeah. should, should be going for it. Um, Guys, I'm going to the Dominican on Saturday. You oh, buy nice. baseball tickets yet or no? No, I have to buy them in person, apparently. Like, you can't oh, go. Oh, you on, can't get them online? Get them online. <laughs> wow. Huh. So I'm, I'm going to try to go to a Leadum game, a couple of Leadum games, hopefully. Uh, and I'll try to, I don't think I'll podcast, but I'll be on, on dump on the um, Twitter and, uh, Instagram posting things about it. So I'm excited about that. Yep. Um, friends of the podcast, Marin and Lewis are also coming. So that'll be fun. Uh, they were a little pissed at me because I totally scheduled this vacation last second, Uh, but that so it goes you're hijacking thanksgiving and i'm hijacking thanksgiving exactly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> excellent i'm very excited about this so that'll be fun so i'm gonna go i'm gonna try it looks like um there are two teams who play in santo domingo the the lions and the tigers the tigres and the leones um so i'm gonna try to go to some of those games so Fingers crossed it works out. Hopefully we don't get stuck in a fucking hurricane. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, probably no podcast next week. And we're, we're the off season. So, we'll slow down, do some book clubs, do some top of the clock cooking shows. Uh, what else? I don't know. Complain about Elon Musk, probably. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Luke, thanks so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for uh, having me. Yeah. Anytime. Uh, again, this is at Blue Hand Luke on Twitter. I'm sure you all know him. Um, I really appreciate your beer reviews. What you got? What have you been drinking lately? Uh, so I've been going towards like the winter and the holiday ales lately. Uh-huh. Um, so. Last year, I wrote a blog about like the Christmas beers that I drank and which ones were my favorite ones. So I'm kind of starting to go towards that route now, so I could eventually narrow it down to like a six pack of the ones I like the most. Oh. Um, so cool. there's we got one... we got to get you back on for top of the crock. It sounds like <laughs> yeah. that's our cooking side. Show. That's our that's our okay. cooking spinoff podcast. 
<clears throat> okay. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, but that's cool. I didn't know you do, did beer reviews. That's awesome. Very got, Chicago thing to do, I feel like. Yeah, there's a lot of good Chicago breweries that are out there that uh, some are still newer and up and coming, and some are, you know, in year four, five, or six now, and they've really blown up in the area. So, sweet. All right. We'll be looking for that. Do you post that? Where do you post your blogs? Uh, I, so I usually post the beer review when I can. Um, the most recent beer review I did was Halloween themed beers, which is kind of a new thing. Like a lot of people are getting really creative with um, different beers to drink around Halloween. Like you get some Reese's peanut butter cup stouts. Um, Noon Whistle did an amazing beer that was green and tasted like Ecto Cooler. It was a hazy IPA. Um, it was phenomenal. How does something? Um, Never mind. I'm not even going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> it it was delicious. It it was really good. Um, so I got another one that I am probably going to write up tomorrow, and it, hopefully it'll be posted this weekend. But it's a it's a seltzer theme. Mm-hmm. You know, went a little bit lighter. So. Um, going with that, and then obviously I'll do a a college football write up like I do each week. So nice. Um, yeah, I just do them whenever I can. Whenever you know, whenever I got some downtime. Sweet. All right, man. Well, thanks again. Thanks for coming on, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. This has been Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Uh, Once again, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, etc. Follow us on Twitter at Dump on the Ump. We also have a Facebook page, Dump on the Ump, Instagram, WordPress blog, etc. You know the the bullshit. Uh, For Sam and for Luke, my name is Joel. Ladies and gentlemen, have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Sweet babe, I'm gonna leave you, and the time is long. No.